Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly show let's have some fun and it is going to be an up and down night tonight why well let's go with some good news right off the bat those two nutball Manhattan prosecutors that were going after Donald Trump for criminal probe for criminal charges they both just resigned why what happened there I will explain what happened there in a minute Apparently, Russia's not quite done yet over there in Ukraine. We might get to some of that in the show. You know, as I've explained earlier, I'm not going to spend every day talking about Russia, Ukraine, because I really don't care. I don't. I care how it affects you. I care how it affects me. I care how it affects Americans. I will not be distracted from the problems here at home to focus on that. That is not going to be leading our show every day. I don't care what the news says. I want to focus on something else, though, right now. And I'm going to get to a bunch of emails done. I'm way behind on the emails. Nancy Pelosi spoke today. And as you can imagine, that was eloquent. Peter Ducey went after Jen Psaki. And it's something I've been bringing up. I'm glad to hear others are bringing up. We're going to get to all that, all that, and much, much more. But I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something else right now. Because you're starting to hear a consistent theme right now when it comes to the Ukraine-Russia thing. You're starting to hear a really, really, really consistent theme from not just Joe Biden. This is coming from Jen Psaki. It's coming from all their media lackeys. And it sounds something like this. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. Defending freedom. I'll play, I'll play it more in a bit. But, to, but defending freedom will have costs. Jen Psaki said something similar. Hey, look, I'm telling you right now, our shared values, we're going to see some higher prices for, look, for our shared values. Doesn't that make you want to wave a flag? Defending freedom, our shared values. That is, that is interesting. So Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, the, the system, they're out there telling you right now, hey, sorry, those already high gas prices are going up. It's about defending freedom. Okay. Hey, sorry. Hey, you can't afford chicken for the fam on Friday night. It's about defending freedom. Don't you care about shared values? Won't you pay more for a pound of burger because of shared values? That's it. That is interesting. That is interesting. Because when I continue to hear this, and of course the media is all repeating this now too. Hey, we're going to see some costs. That's a small price to pay for patriotism. America, baby. Hmm. That is wild because... I mean, I understand. Look, as you know, 
I am not an intelligent man. I have almost three years of community college credits. I, I, I'm certainly not some brain. So my, my mind doesn't work that great, but I do, I do distinctly remember this. This is being called a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is an epidemic that's occurring in the unvaccinated. We're seeing a pandemic among the unvaccinated. Oh. So this is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm. The Centers for Disease Control says unvaccinated Americans are driving these numbers, mm -hmm. accounting for nearly all deaths and almost all of the hospitalizations. Mm -hmm. Virtually every person who is in the hospital right now, sick with COVID-19, is unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. So it's going to find those pockets in each community where people aren't vaccinated, and it's going to do a lot of damage. Wow. Okay, so look, you, you've made your own decisions, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But I'll just tell you where I stand. I am not vaccinated, if we're still calling it that, against COVID-19. I've been honest about that the entire time. I've never given you medical guidance for yourself at all. You want to go, maybe you already have, fine, go do your thing. I've been honest about why. I'm 40, I'm not obese, I don't have pre-existing conditions, I'm, not, I'm just not at risk. I don't get vaccinated for things that don't put me at risk, and the second you tried to force it on me, now I'll never get it. That's just how I live my life. But again, whatever you did, it's fine. Again, that's fine. But me, as an unvaccinated person, I was just told repeatedly, not just by all the media, I was told from the president himself that this pandemic that was m killing people, you maybe have lost somebody. Maybe you have somebody right now sick with coronavirus. Maybe they're in the hospital fighting for their life. All these people who've died from coronavirus, Joe Biden and all his friends, they told me this. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. They told me that's my fault. I've just been told for a solid year that this pandemic is my fault. It's not China's fault. It's not the fault of this politician cutting off this medication or this doctor or this, this bad policy. It's not anyone else's fault. No one was blamed. I've been told for a solid year about, I've been told this. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You spent a year sticking your stupid finger in my face, blaming me for a pandemic and now you want me to just go along with whatever you do in Ukraine because of defending freedom, defending freedom. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You, the president of the United States and all your scumbag communist friends, you just got done trying to fire Every single unvaccinated employee in this country. And in fact, you did get up and fire every single unvaccinated healthcare worker in this country. And now, now that it's getting a little heated over in a couple countries I don't give a crap about, now you're trying to tell me I'm not patriotic if I don't go along? I don't love freedom? It is time for the left, and it's time for the American communists, all of them, top to bottom. I don't care whether it's in Washington, D.C., 
I don't care whether it's in the state level. I don't care whether it's in downtown New York City. It is time for every single politician in this country, every person, not just politician, media person, doctor, regular everyday Joe, it is time for every American communist to understand something. And I better be real clear. I'm only speaking for myself here, but I believe many people feel the same way. You better get this, communists. I'm not on your side. I'm not loyal to you. I hate you. You hate me, and I have chosen to reciprocate that hate. I despise you. You despise me. That's fine. You blame me for a pandemic. You believe I should be fired in the best case scenario. And worst scenarios, you believe I should be beaten up or killed. Fine. Let's hate each other. But don't you dare. Don't you dare. Tell me that I'm responsible for this and responsible for that and I'm a white supremacist Nazi Hitler who's responsible for a pandemic and then wake up one day and say, hey, let's, let's join together arm in arm defending freedom. Go screw yourself. I'm out. I don't support you. You are my enemy. Joe Biden, the people around him, are enemies of the United States of America. If you support this kind of wretched, tyrannical filth, you're my enemy. And whatever you want, I naturally don't want just because you want it. And I think you're a worthless scumbag. Is that clear enough? Don't ever think you're going to sit there and appeal to my patriotism on behalf of you or anything you want. No, Joe, you and Hunter can grab a weapon and a crack pipe and go have a good time in Ukraine. You go have a good time, Jack. I'm out. My sons are out. Everyone I know is out. You go have fun. Have a good one. I'll just be over here causing a pandemic. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If you need me, Joe, I'll be over here being responsible for coronavirus. Just... Just little old unvaccinated Jesse over here killing people with the virus. So don't think, don't think for a minute you're going to ever appeal to my patriotism now. You have chosen to divide this country. You have chosen a clear divide in this country. You were not subtle about it in the least. You put it in plain language, even a dumb grunt marine like me can understand. You put it as plainly as possible. All of you, you all said it. This is being called a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is an epidemic that's occurring in the unvaccinated. We're seeing a pandemic. So now you said it, you made it plain. Don't ever think this is going to work on me again. Defending freedom will have cost. No, 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 no. You made it very clear where you stand on freedom. I've made it clear where I stand. As long as we're in agreement now, now I think we can move forward. I'm your enemy. You're my enemy. That's how it is now. You made the bed. Go sleep in it. All right, I do have to get to this. Manhattan prosecutors not going after Trump. Did they have a they have a nice change of heart? No, I'll give you the real story behind the story on that here in just a second. First, timeshares. Timeshares are one of those things. They can be a blast. I'm not going to sit and dog on them. But so many of these timeshare companies, they lock in the owners with these annual fees and they simply can't get out. 
owners that they get to wit's end. I've I've heard horror stories about parents dying and the child has to take over the annual fees. And in some cases, the yearly dues have nearly doubled. Lone Star Transfer has helped over 16,000 homeowners legally and permanently get out of those fees. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. 800 five-star testimonials. They guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. Give them a call. Free, no-obligation consultation. 844-310-2646. That's 844-310-2646. Or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I should have given you a heads up in the beginning. I'm lazy. Dave Reboy's coming up 10 minutes from now. I don't know how long I'm going to go with Dave Reboy. He may have to go early. and might end up going long. But Dave Reboy has a very fascinating thing to talk about. He has a substack, in case you're wondering who it is. He's an opinion writer. He has a substack. He has something very fascinating about the connection with our government now and us and why all the flag-waving stuff is not working on the right when it comes to the war drums. I mean, look at and, – and I'll, I'll tell you this. I sympathize right now with Ukrainians – and Russians who live here in America, and they're concerned. I saw an article today that there are a bunch of Ukrainians in New York City. New York City has a big Ukrainian population. I saw they're concerned, and I get that, man. I, I, I get that. War is no joke. I understand that. You're worried about family, friends, mothers, sisters, brothers. I, I totally get that. But in general, the average American doesn't care. And the person on the right at this point in time really doesn't care Because the systems of government, the cultural institutions, are now all aligned against us, and now they're going to turn around and appeal to our patriotism. How many times have you been called a Nazi white supremacist in the last four or five years? How many times, if you're an unvaccinated person, have you been told that you're responsible for the pandemic? And now these same people want to say, hey, let's go, red, white, and blue, no, that's not how that works. And these two idiots, Michael and Chris, had a good point during the break. They said, well, I'm not even allowed to go fight because I'm unvaccinated. Remember, they kicked all the unvaccinated people out of the military. You were so emphatic that half this country is evil and wrong and causing death and disease that they're not even allowed to serve anymore. And now now we're told that it's defending freedom, defending freedom. No, 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 no. You remember that email. I think I read it yesterday from that doctor or not, uh, not doctor, the nurse, the 28 year nurse in upstate New York, 28 years who's been ostracized by colleagues and friends because he won't get vaccinated. And because of these horrific orders, he's now out of a job. You're going to now go what? Knock on that guy's door and say, hey, Red, white, and blue need you. Come fight for Ukraine. Sorry, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. You can't declare war on half the country and then try to have a war 
with another part of the world and expect the half of the country who's been demonized to step up and say, okay, let's go do it. No, let me know who's getting fired at the FBI first. Who's getting put on trial at the FDA for pulling the approval of monoclonal antibodies, which were saving lives? Who's going on trial? Tell me, who's going on trial? That Look, sign me up, baby. I'll go right back in the Marines. I'm not holding my breath, though. No one seems to want to do anything. Now, I promised I'd get to this. I want to get to this early on. The big headline out there right now. Prosecutors in charge of Trump criminal probe have resigned. Two prosecutors in charge of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump and his business dealings suddenly resigned Wednesday, throwing the future of the probe into question. A sp- now pay attention here. Pay attention. A spokesman, spokesperson. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. This language. You know what? Pause for a second. Can't it just be spokesman again? Does everything, spokesperson, why is everything so stupid? You know what? If you're, it's almost always the weak men who are actually offended by this stuff. It's not often women, but for every pathetic, skinny jeans wearing dude and woman feminist, every single time it's a feminist who's offended by spokesman, I just want you to understand something. And this is me trying to be nice. Forgive me, I'm a little fired up tonight. You understand that you're going to be miserable your whole life, right? If spokesman offended you, I actually have really bad news for you. You're going to go to your grave as a bitter, wrinkled, humorless human being without an ounce of joy in your life. I just want you to understand you're pathetic. Moving back to the article, a spokesperson for District Attorney Alvin Bragg confirmed the resignations of Carrie Dune and former mafia prosecutor Mark Pomerantz. Both started on the probe under former district attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. and were asked to stay when Bragg took office. Stay with me. Hang on a second. Dune, the office's former general counsel, argued before the Supreme Court in a successful fight for Trump's tax returns. Pomerantz was brought out of a private practice by Vance to add his expertise to white-collar investigations. Okay, so what, what am I talking about? Where is this going? Why does this matter at all? I actually think this goes way beyond New York City. This has national implications. And this is what I mean. They have weaponized in full communist fashion every single level of the Democratic Party in this country. It goes way beyond problems at the FBI. It goes all the way down to Manhattan. You have your prosecutors that are completely political. But... I do believe the Democratic Party is having a moment. Now, I, I, this is just my prediction. I say it's a temporary moment, but it is a moment. And what is that moment? They're staring at party suicide in the midterms. The poll numbers they're releasing publicly, they're as bad as anything I've ever seen for either party in a midterm as far as what it might look like after the midterm's over. I'm hearing things privately of people who are interpreting these polls a different way. I'm hearing things privately that it may be a worse bloodbath than we have ever seen in the history of the United States of America for Democrats. So how's it, what does that have to do with these prosecutors? Politicians like Alvin Bragg, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kathy Hochul, Gavin Newsom, you name it. Democrats on every level 
they're greatly concerned with having all their power stripped away moving forward. So I think they're going to briefly, briefly flirt with tamping down the radical nut jobs in their party. I think this is a strategic move of, okay, it's gotten way out of control. Let's get the kids reined in here. No more of that. All right. My friend Dave Reboy, are we completely decoupled with the government? Let's talk to him about it next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show anything you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your ass, Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. You can email them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Joining me now, I've been talking about him the whole show, my friend Dave Reboy, one of the more thoughtful people out there. Highly recommend subscribing to his Substack. Dave, take your time on this one because we actually may go more than one segment if you have time. Because I want you first, you put a real real great thread out about Russia and Ukraine. Before we get to that, though, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You referenced America as, a, I believe it was a fading power or fading superpower or late stage power. Forget how you put it. Tell me how you put it and tell me what you mean. Um, I think I put it in all those terms variously. Um, and and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I think there is a massive disconnect in let's say the corporate media and uh, within the beltway of both parties that overestimates what uh, you know what what the United States in 2022 is 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 sort of uh, capable of doing. Um, and and the way I put it was morally, um, economically, and militarily. Um, in many ways, we are, um, you know, we are uh, a spent and overextended empire. Um, I wish it was not th- this way, but, you know, it is the way of all flesh. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have, we haven't been minding the store uh, domestically for a good long time. You and I talk a lot about the, uh, the, the kind of acute state of disunion in the United States and the, um, the, the massive disagreement we have fund on fu- the most fundamental things sort of between Americans. We, we don't have, we don't share an understanding of what the United States is or what it's supposed to do or what it's supposed to be. And from that springs, you know, our, our, our domestic political conflicts. Plus it also makes it impossible to have a coherent foreign policy abroad. 
Yeah, it does. It makes it impossible to have any coherent policy at all. I mean, economic policy, yeah. foreign policy. There's no overlap at all. So we're constantly being yanked one way or the other. And and Dave, not, I'm not exactly ancient. I mean, I'm 40. I'm not a child anymore. But I don't. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Lord knows, I wasn't that involved in politics when I was younger. I don't remember it always feeling this way or being this way. Honestly, back to the Clinton era, I, I was not a Clinton fan. My folks certainly weren't, but it didn't feel like Bill Clinton was radically outside of the norm for America. But that's how everything feels now. Was I just naive or did this just happen? No, I think it accelerated. I think it's a whole bunch of things taken together. Um, but probably the the biggest factor, I think, in, in all this was the technology, um, was the fact that uh, at the same time, um, you know, at, at the same time as, as you had the, the Internet and social media pop up, I mean, first the Internet, but then really um, strongly with social media, you had the dissolution of what was once the common culture. So instead, you had people go into, into their own niches. Um, obviously, that's a great thing for people to explore what they really care about. And, uh, you know, and, and for, you know, someone in West Virginia to be connected to a world of, um, you know, of, of folks who like the same type of, you know, fly fishing all around the world. I mean, stuff like that is amazing. And, and, and at first, um, at first, the, the, the kind of the tech oligarchs and the futurists thought, hey, this is really great. This technology is going to be able to connect everybody in the world. And then what ends up happening is they realize, oh, my God, um, Everybody, you know, there are people we don't like out there, and there are people saying cr crazy, scary things in their mind, which is those crazy, scary things in many ways are, you know, a belief in the Constitution and, and the American founding um, or a belief in, you know, let's say like, traditional gender or, or, you know, sexual mores. And they figured out that, uh, you know, the only way that they could stop it is to clamp down and to censor. Because now everybody lives online. They, everyone lives their, their whole life um, either, um, either communicating with their friends online or even banking and doing the most mundane things, buying from Amazon. Um, you know, the world has changed since, since the 90s in, in unbelievable ways, and, and America has too. And in many ways, we, we've become addicted to this, uh, you know, to this, kind of superstructure of technology that now we find we, we can't really get out of in a, in, a, in a normal way. I mean, we see what's going on in Canada. Canada's like the perfect example, and, and a lot of folks like us are looking over there and they're thinking, oh, my God, this is, this is um, a kind of nightmare scenario for us because the government can just call up the banks and call up, um, you know, Internet providers or uh, payment processors and say, you know what, these people are off the list. They cannot bank with you. They can't, uh, you know, they, they can't communicate um, their, their ideas in social media. They're, they're basically unpersoned. And the companies that are, you know, quote, unquote, private companies will just very uh, happily comply with the government's, um, you know, position on this. And, um, you know, we're in a, <laughs> we're, we're at, at the very beginning, the very opening credits to a terrible dystopia, I fear. Speaking with Dave Reboy, I would highly recommend subscribing to his Substack. I always get smarter when I when I talk to him. Okay, now again, before we're going to get to the Russia Ukraine point that you were making last night, but you just mentioned we're in the opening credits to something really bad. I feel this too, but I can't. 
I don't know if I can put it into words or I don't want to put into words what I see coming, so I'm going to go ahead and punt and let you put it into words. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all kind of looking at the same thing, which is a, a potential future. Um, right now, it seems like there's nothing stopping uh, the government and big tech and kind of you know the the, the big corporations from just depersonate depersoning whoever they like, and this is a thing that we've been talking about for a long time about sort of the potential for this. Uh, people like us have been screaming about it for for literally years. Um, you know, going yeah, going back many years. I mean, I was I was warning about this in in, in 2015, even but even prior to. Um, uh, prior to the election of, of Donald Trump. And um, with Canada, we're, re- with Canada, we're really alarmed because we see that they can do it. They have the guts to do it. And they've done it with the, the, uh, the, the Canadian truckers and the supporters of the truckers. And it's like, you know, what I was saying the other night on Twitter is all of our institutions but the, like the, the key dynamic between the United, the way the U.S. functions in this respect and the way Canada functions is completely identical. We may have a different form of government on paper, but the alliance between the government and, you know, and, and, these, and these large corporations that, uh, that you know, basically control how we function day to day is essentially the same. And they have decided that our political philosophy, the, you know, our politics is, is um, you know, is, is, uh, uh, is, is treasonous, terroristic, um, horrible, fascistic, on and on and on. So they feel like they have the, um, uh, they have the, the right to, to clamp down on it and to, to unperson us. And, and I think what we're looking at that scenario and we're thinking, how the heck are we going to contend with this? And I mean, I have some suggestions for how to contend with it, but you know, I don't think you've got to be uh, terribly alarmist to look around and say, hey, you know, I could wake up one morning and, and lose everything in my bank account, um, you know, be, be banned from communicating with, uh, with you know, with, with my people. And, you know, another word for that is basically be, be, be banned from the, uh, from the political process itself. Um, you know, I can have my business destroyed by uh, you know, a woke mob, a campaign to, to destroy me. I could, I mean, you know, y- y- you name it. Um, uh, people are starting to see that a, you know, that a death camp in a gulag is not necessarily the only type of tyranny that exists. Dave Reboy, I, I hate to do this. Do you think you could do one more sure. quick segment for me? Okay, uh, we'll be right back with more of my friend Dave Reboy because he has something really fascinating to say about this Biden, Putin, Ukraine, Russia thing and, and how this is going to translate to the American people. I want him to expand on that. We're going to get to that in just one second. But first, obviously, I know you agree with a lot of what Dave's saying with the things I say. It's why you listen every single night. And I I don't know what the future is going to bring. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know this. We all should be a little better prepared. I've been telling you recently how I'm trying to get better at a couple major things in my life. I'm trying to get better when it comes to trauma care, basic medical care. I just feel like that's something we might end up needing in the future. 
and I'm trying to get better with my weapons. Now, yes, I, I understand, you know, I can handle a weapon decent. Certainly not some super stud. I can definitely handle a weapon. That's why I've started to use Mantis X more. Mantis X allows me to practice in my home with my sons without live, without live ammunition. My sons, wife, me, we can sit down in my home, and not only do I practice, I get better. They put me through drills. It's brilliant. All those Marines, the Army guys, the SF guys you admire, they use Mantis X. I have another email from someone today. I use Mantis X. The Mantis X will get you better. Go to MantisX.com, all right? MantisX.com. Get yours today. We'll be right back with more Dave. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we are joined again for a rare two-part guest segment for me. You know, I don't normally have guests on at all anymore with my friend Dave Reboy. He was just expanding on America, where we are, how, how we're divided, where we might be going from here. And now I want to actually get to the point. I used that whole segment for that. I want to get to the point because Dave put up a, some fascinating things on social media last night about Biden and Ukraine and Russia and, and the war drums beating and how that's going to translate to Americans today. But I don't want to put words in his mouth. Dave, again, this is Dave Reboy. Go subscribe to his Substack. You'll get smarter. Dave, what are you talking about? Yeah, so I'm starting to notice that I'm starting to notice that a lot of folks on the right uh, can't seem to, you know, can't can't seem to find it within themselves to care about what's happening in Ukraine, and the media and establishment Republicans are furious about it, and um, and I was I sort of set out to explain why that is and and why it's going to why you know why it's going to get uh, uh more intense in that regard and um and basically it's this it's that i feel like the u.s government after it has become woke has broken a tie with patriotic americans that i think is is um is let's say irreparable in the current form um, we're at the point now where we no longer recognize our government. We no longer feel like it is um, it is a thing that is uh, that is uh, you know virtuous and moral and lovable. Um, it's very hard to love what the American government has become now, um, based on you know based on all the woke insanity that we see every day we see what we see you know the, the, the pentagon engaged in, in in you know drag queen events um we we see uh you know we, we see all government policy reoriented towards critical race theory and diversity equity and inclusion we see all kinds of anti-white insanity coming out of the u.s government at all levels local and and federal local state and federal and um, and we look at it and we say, hey, this is not the America we grew up in. And increasingly, we see foreign conflicts as less important than um, than you know really the, the 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 brewing conflict that is here. And I think Russia is a great example. Ukraine is a really good example. And you know, people are wondering why conservatives care about Canada more than Ukraine. Well, it's not just because it's a neighboring country. It's because, as I said in the last segment. The, the, the mechanisms of power in the United States and Canada are basically the same. Our, our, these, our countries function in, in a very similar way. And, um, I mean, not, that's not the case in Ukraine. That's not the case in Russia. 
Um, for, for example, let's say there was, you know, some horrible thing that uh, that that happened with protesters in, uh, in in Canada. I mean, aside from the trampling, aside from some of the violence committed by the mm-hmm. by the uh, by the, the the soldiers and the police, you know, let's say it was it was something that was truly horrible. Well, we can look back and we can say, oh, that was terrible. That was a mistake. It was horrible. It was an isolated event, and it doesn't necessarily repeat itself. Um, elsewhere in the United States or elsewhere, um, not so with what happened with this depersoning, with the debanking, with with uh, with the, the government's crackdown on um, on the Canadian truckers. We see that, and we see ourselves in those Canadian truckers, and we think, "Oh my God, we're going to be next," because frankly, we are. Okay. And, um, and, and, and then we turn on the TV, and we see the war drums beating. And we see people screaming about uh, about the, the boundless evil of Vladimir Putin, and we say, you know what? We can agree with you on one hand, but on the other hand, we we just don't care. You know, Dave, this is so one hundred percent right. That's how I look at it. I, I don't I don't sit and wave pom poms for Vladimir Putin, but I, I actually opened up the show tonight saying, look, this president and his entire administration just spent a full year saying pandemic of the unvaccinated, pointing his finger at me and blaming me for a pandemic. And now I'm supposed to, what, be loyal to that? Rally to his banner? Let's sally forth to Russia. I'm sorry, Dave, I don't feel it. I don't feel some affinity for people who just pointed their finger at me and blamed me for mass death. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. And I think it's a really important line that, that is crossed. Or, or, or a, a, a rope when it's broken, when it's like when people realize that, hey, wait a minute, this is your conflict. You know, this is something between between the Biden administration and Vladimir Putin. Keep us out of it. And that's something new because, you know, I mean, in the past, we would have been very, you know, when, when the United States was a different country, we would have cared a whole lot more. And I think there's another dynamic at play. And it also speaks to why, for example, um, a lot of conservatives um, are looking to other countries, which are, you know, which are, are let's say, respecting traditionalism more than than this country. At the same time, as we as as our government goes woke, many conservatives like me, frankly, are looking over to Hungary and to other countries, maybe Brazil, um, you know, other places, and we're saying, you know what, these are these are conservative government policies that we should be emulating. These, these people are trying to have pro-family policies. These people are, are protecting their borders. You know, these, these people, unlike us, are doing things that, that indicate that they have the will to survive as a nation. And unfortunately, we see nothing like that here. We see the exact opposite. Yeah. And um, I think what's going to end up happening is these bonds with these countries like Hungary um, are you know, and and you know, potentially other countries down the line are going to get stronger as we say no. You know what? We need to create uh, an you know an international bulwark against the woke governments and against the woke insanity. I mean, I see. Was it a, a few weeks ago? NATO was doing um, a, 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 a gender. Um, you know, a, a, a gender identity oh, workshop, yeah. you know, workshopping <laughs> tomorrow's conflict based on gender, gender identity, uh, you know, uh, uh, stuff. And it's like, <laughs> this is at all levels. 
Yeah, Dave. It's one thing if it was like just in the media we could laugh at it, is, it, but like this is literally our government. It's true. It's everywhere. It's top to bottom. It's absolutely everywhere. Dave Reboy, go subscribe to his Substack. I'm up against the heartbreak. Thank you for giving us so much time tonight, my brother. I appreciate you. No problem. Great to talk. It, it, he's so right. It's everywhere. That's the problem. You look around and it feels everywhere because it is everywhere. How do we unpack that? What, what do we do about that? I, I'm not sure of every step we can take. I, I, I'm not. But I am sure of this. We need to start taking steps to pull away from people promoting that filth. That's part of the reason I've been so emphatic about speaking for the companies that don't do that and against the companies that do. That's part of the reason I rant and rave about Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile every single show. It's part of the reason. Do you want to continue to fund that filth? You mad about all that garbage? Go look at the stuff they do with your money that you send them every month. That's why I talk about Pure Talk. And I look, I love all I, I love that Pure Talk will save you money. Average family saves over 800 bucks a year. I'm not dismissing it. I know that's real money and that's important. More than anything, I like that my money that goes to my cell service doesn't get spent on filth every month. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% on your first month. Dial pound 250 right now and say Jesse Kelly. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse.